This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. I'm back. When they come, and they will, they'll come for you. I have an army. We have a Hulk. Because if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. Sullivan and Ronnie Darren, the Masters. Why, thank you, Vader. It is episode number nine. We're one away from ten, and then <laughs> ninety away from one hundred. <laughs> That's right. Or we could just renumber, whatever. <laughs> right. And we're talking Marvel TV shows this week. That's right. We're not going to try to figure out how to fix the Marvel universe in no. the comic books. No, we're not. But I do, I, I did so want to, like, give a pick of the week. Okay. Because it's, like, the most unlikely pick of the week. I wonder if you from, know what it is. Because I, from I mean, last week? Yeah, it's actually from last week, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, that's fine. What? And I probably could guess because... Go for it. Your pick of the week is Rocket Raccoon. Ah, oh, you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you know? Uh, I just, I know how much you dug it. And uh, I actually dug it a lot, too. Did you? You read it? Yeah. Number three? Yeah. yeah. Have you have you been reading it before this? Uh, yeah. Um, since the whatever episode we talked about it. Okay. Editor's Note, episode seven, or something like that. I don't know. But. Yeah. I think Rosen, Matthew Rosenberg is the guy who's writing this. And I, yeah, think, it, I still think he's going to be a star. Yeah, I agree. And it's not... Like the rocket books of old, if that makes sense, or of lately. Well, I guess. it's not. It's not lame like the rocket books of, of yeah, recently. Well, yeah, <laughs> like it's still a fun book. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not like a overly fun book where there's stuff happening just to have stuff happen. I guess you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. Well, no, he, I think he did. He, he sort of accomplished what those. I mean, when I've read Rocket Raccoon in the near, in the recent future, in the recent past, I felt like this is what they were trying to do. But it was just always sort of lame and like, I don't care. I don't want to spend money on this. But he, I thoroughly enjoyed number three. And, yeah. And I think I get it because, like, if you've read, you've read some of his Black Mask stuff, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He writes for Black Mask, a really tiny publisher also. And um, and all his stuff there has been really good. It's really creative and witty, and it's just written in a way that that uh, I'm not used to. Um, I think he's like one of the wittiest writers I've read in a while. Yep, I agree. And this issue uh, was like super clever. Like I it, almost wanted him to like take on like a different character to see what he'll do with it. Well, he got Kingpin. Well, I know, but I mean, like, you know, one of the core characters, maybe, right? Well, I think it's like uh, sort of stepping stones because he's still yeah. new. He's still really yeah, right. Green. The training wheels are still on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I have Kingpin sitting here. I got it late because I was going to read it digitally, and I had a hard time getting a copy of it for stupid reasons that I won't go into. So I wound up just going and buying it today when I picked up my other books. 
Um, so I don't even ha- have you read it. I have not. Okay, so we're in the same boat then. But I've heard it's really good. So I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, that's not what we came to talk about. That's right. Enough of that comic talk. <laughs> that ra- enough of that raccoon talk. <laughs> uh, I, I will mention really quickly the trade contest because I now have the books in my hand and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, like almost fifteen. And some of these are nice. They're not just uh, trades. There are some of them are really nice hardcovers, um, yeah. and we're giving them away to anybody that leaves a, a review on iTunes for us. Uh, and then email us your address at our email address, which, what is? What is it? It is Ultimate Marvel Podcast at Gmail. Cool. Or just throw us a, a comment in the at Ultimate Marvel Pod on the Twitter machine. Yeah. Get in contact with, with us. But we're talking TV shows today, man. Yeah, but... Which is ironic because there's a new casting, right? Yeah. Good timing. Yeah. It was just announced today, I think, that they've cast uh, Medusa for the upcoming Inhuman show. And the actress, who I don't really know a lot about, uh, but her name is Sarinda Swan. Yes. She's pretty easy on the eyes. (laughs) They always are. <laughs> you can't um, be a female superhero and not be easy on the eyes. She was um, on Smallville, right? Right. She was Zatanna on Smallville on like three yeah. episodes of Smallville. Yeah. Did you? Did, I don't. I don't. Rem- I don't really remember that well, though. It was only yeah, three episodes, so. Yeah, I don't really remember either. But I saw that, and you know, that's a DC show, and yeah. we're talking Marvel shows, so. right? We're not talking lame shows. Yeah. And since we recorded last, they also cast Black Bolt, too. Yeah. Which I do know something about him. They cast Anson Mount, which is, uh, he was on Hell and Wills. And he it was, was Bohannon, right? Yep. Yeah, the main character. Yeah. He, and he was awesome. I think he'll make a good Black Bolt, because that character was sort of mean and tough. Uh, but he he wasn't like a, a, a man of a lot of words. Right. Which uh, Black Bolt clearly isn't. And I'm really curious how they uh, do Black Bolt on TV since he doesn't really have a speaking role. Yeah, it's that's like um, we were texting back and forth when he got cast. And I don't think it came across very good when I said that I, it's not who I would have picked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're not like, this guy that he, sucks. No, no. I just. <laughs> that's not who I would have envisioned, right? And I and I couldn't give you an answer of who I had envisioned to play it, you know, because I don't really like fan casting all that much either. Yeah. But and then like the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, Jack was pretty spot on on your analysis about you know Hell on Wheels and with Black Bolt. So it's yeah. kind of like they're pulling out the Netflix treatment for a network show. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you like rub off the sort of western, rough western country, you know, parts mm-hmm. of that character, I think mm-hmm. I could see it as Black Bolt. Mm-hmm. He's got to cut his hair. He will, yeah. <laughs> and, then, have- and then we mentioned before that they cast uh, 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 Maximus. Maximus, yeah. The, the guy, the dude from uh, 
Game of Thrones, which is awesome. He, he, yeah. might, he might steal the show because he, yeah. he he's he's good. Yeah. But that whole interaction right there, like those are the three, I would say probably the three big pieces. Oh, yeah. That needed to be put on the table. Right. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Every Everybody else that they cast would just be. Side those those well, would be the I mean, main those would be the the main people getting screen time. Yeah, and maybe Karnak too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he might not even make it first season. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Who knows? How about the dog? What's the dog's name? Lockjaw. Big, yeah, Lockjaw. The humongous dog. That How trans, can you forget the trans, dog's name? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. You sure? <laughs> it's heavy stuff. It is. Um, so I'm going to start. So I'm going worst to last. And I'm okay. starting with one that I thought was worse, was the worst Marvel show currently airing right now until the last episode. <laughs> and I, I think you probably still think it's the worst, but but uh, Legion. Yeah. That's um, my least also. But... Uh, See, and some of these can be interchangeable oh, for me. Sure. For sure. But that one started off in a rough patch for me, so. Now, have you watched episode three? Yep. Did you like it more? Yes. Me too. Especially, like, the last, like, eight minutes of it. <laughs> So that's what you've got out of the three shows so far. One which was like a two-hour episode. I like the last <laughs> eight minutes of the third one. Well, no, I'm just <laughs> saying, like the last eight minutes of the, or yeah, the last eight minutes of the last episode, like really turned it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked it from the premiere and this, even the second episode. It just, I went in closed-minded, I guess. Right. Instead of open mind, like, okay. And then that's why I think my frustration in venting last episode about how clearly it's not a part of anything. Yeah. Where I should have just, like like with Gotham, for example. You know what I mean? If you went into that thinking it was going to be like the comic books or whatever, oh, then right. you'd go in hating it as to where it's its own thing, even okay. though it uses the characters or whatever. And throw the mythos and everything that you've read out yeah. the window, then Gotham's pretty awesome. Okay, so I wanted to ask you about that because I'm not super familiar with Legion. He's a little bit of a, a, a fringe character, at least in, right. from my experience, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he hasn't been. What has he been in lately? Like, I can't think of anything. Yeah, he, he hasn't been in hardly anything lately. Have Maybe you read a lot of him in the past? Um, I wouldn't say a lot. And what I have read, I really don't remember, remember. You know what I mean? If you would have start talking about it, then yeah. stuff would have start clicking. And, oh, yeah, I remember that. But nothing really that I read really stood out and be like, oh, I got to remember that. Yeah. Now, isn't he the, uh, who's his, isn't he the son of? of Professor X. Yeah, isn't he? Yeah. Which he makes is. sense that he would be this super powerful mutant mm-hmm. um, because of his pedigree. 
but mm-hmm. but I guess that's not the case in this show, right? Because it's it's a little bit disconnected. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I thought this was going to take somewhat be connected to like the X Men universe. Hmm. Um. But if he's if he's this crazy as he is in the show, and he has no idea that he has these powers, I would think if you were Professor X's son, you would at least be sus- suspicious that when things start moving around, that okay, hey, maybe I have powers like all these other mutants. But well, he's see, he's clueless in the show. I know, like Daryl or Nick might tweet us, or even Mike might tweet us or, or me because I might get this wrong. But right, I think yeah, that, we're we're both out of our element. I think with this character. Yeah, I think in the in the comic, if I remember correctly, like Professor X, because he was so quote unquote crazy, he was kind of Professor X kind of like not disowned him, but kind of like hid him from everybody else. Yeah. Okay. Um, which you know didn't really want anything to do with him, and then I think that. Legion's thing was, you know, as Professor X's side was, um, his redemption quality was to start his own school and help other mutants. Right. 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 And and he thought that that's how he could right his wrong. Yeah. As to where Legion took it the other way. And he wasted all of his father time on people that weren't even related and... Yeah, pushed him away or buried him. Yeah, not, well, not literally buried him, but well, the other thing though is this: this show has a very um, retro feel to it. Did you notice yes. that? Like everything. Yeah. I mean, uh, the the way people look and the colors used it it looks very like seventies ish almost. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say eighties, but yeah, you're probably seventies eighties ish. Yeah, so if it did take place it would maybe precede the x-men universe right perhaps i don't know if it even ties in at all yeah like days of futures past style yeah exactly yeah um but uh so the the producer of it noah haley is uh, also produced fargo which has been yep. super successful yep. won an emmy actually for outstanding miniseries and i think it's been nominated a bunch of times too yeah um, so, so my issue with this, the first two episodes, which I, I liked watching it, um, but I quickly sort of fell into this trap where I was sort of like, okay, I, I don't really know what's going on and everything's kind of cool and trippy, but after a while that sort of gets old and I, I, I need a story that's more concrete. So I felt like episode three though did that. Episode right. three kind of was concrete. Okay, now I see what's going on. I see where we're going. We have like a, a plot and a mission. Um, it started connecting the dots. Yeah, and I th- I think that's what it's going to be like through the rest of the season. Um, but I loved at, at that point at episode three. I was like, I really super enjoyed it. Um, so it, it went from sort of a okay, this is cool, <coughs> kind of bottoming out to okay, this is really awesome for me. I can see that. Um. And I think, me personally, I would have put it ahead because of just because of episode three, I might have bumped it ahead of the next one I'm going to mention. Um, but what? So this is where we differ. Yeah, this is where we're diff. Well, we differed somewhere else also, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, 
But so what? We, let's let's rank it. How would you rank like, Legion? Like on the Netflix scale? On our on our typical aftershock central slash you and Ultimate Marvel podcast ranking scale, which is zero to five. One to five. I guess you can't give zero. Um probably uh, as a whole on all three episodes. Yep. Probably a two and a half to two point seven five, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's like a bottom. That's what I expected. I think I'd say three point five. Really? Yeah, I think it's going, and I think it's going to be really good from here on. Well, out. I think we'll see. Well, yeah, I hope. And like I said, the last like eight to ten minutes of the last <laughs> episode, you know, yeah. pumped it up and started connecting the dots even more. And yeah, so yeah. So number f- that's number five because there's only mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five shows right that are active yeah. until later this month. Uh, yeah, Agent Carter. Carter dropped dropped off. It got canceled, and Inhumans hasn't started yet, and Iron Fist hasn't started yet. Defenders is coming up, so we'll have a lot of uh, stuff to talk about down the road. But yeah, Iron Fist starts soon, doesn't it? It does. We're gonna have to podcast about that. Yep. Um, number four, though, is Jessica Jones, which you had. I had Luke Cage. Yeah, and I could, I didn't know how to sw- how to um. I was going to put Jessica Jones last, so I figured a compromise. I'd put it fourth. Oh, you're crazy! <laughs> and the reason I was going to put it last is because it just started off like really slow for me. And I and I, I don't, and I, let me preface this by saying, like, I thought it was a good show. I really enjoyed it. But out of the five, I think mm-hmm. I enjoyed it less because it started off really slow. And for me, like about midway through is when it got really interesting. Um, and at that point, like I love the villain, Kilgrave, played by yeah. uh, David Tennant. David, David Tennant. Yeah, yes. I think he's been. He was one of the best villains in the entire MCU. I totally agree, and that's why it's ranked higher for me. Yeah, he's so good. He was great, but he wasn't in. Uh, he was in the beginning, but he wasn't in it a lot. He, I don't think he really set the tone until later in the series. And also, this was. This was the follow-up show to Daredevil season one, right? Which, to me, Daredevil set the bar really high. And this just, when I watched it, it, I was expecting the same thing. And it it, it let me down, at least the first half of the show. So you went in with the Ronnie complex and the closed mind part of it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, trying to be like you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I didn't didn't mean That's not a good thing sometimes. (laughs) Um, I think that's why I put Luke Cage there. The, yeah. There was tons of stuff that I liked on Luke Cage. Like, I love the music. Right. I love the culture part of it. But I think, for me, overall, those 13 episodes, there are more dragging episodes than not dragging episodes. Huh. Interesting. I'm going to Luke. I'm going to change our order up then and do Luke Cage next since we're already contrasting the two. Okay. But tell me, what do you think about Jessica Jones? Uh, like you said, two words, David Tennant. 
totally stole the show. Even, like you said, when he wasn't there, like screen time wise. Yeah. And his voiceovers were there. Amazing. Right. And like my, I know this sounds like crazy and dark or whatever, but when he walked into that apartment with the family there. Yeah. And he made the little girl go to the closet. <laughs> right. And then you saw the urine come out from the door. I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Yeah. And he is a villain. And I, like you said, I didn't really care for the ending ending too much. You know what I mean? Right. Because the stuff that everybody hacks on, like, um, well, why didn't she have earplugs before? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. But every, the build up to it. I mean, how many times has there been, like, a super huge hyped up build up and then you had an awesome climax. Right. Instead of, you know, a fizzle or whatnot. Yeah. And and not everything has to have a huge climax. But yeah. I totally loved Jessica Jones and I ranked Jessica Jones number two. Yeah, you did. And here I'm putting it at four. No, that's fine. I mean, that, <laughs> like I said earlier, that's why we, yeah. we podcast. Um, now, speaking of David Tennant, because uh, uh, we're going to get to Daredevil, which everybody mm-hmm. loves, so it's not a surprise where it might fall in this ranking, but Wilson Fisk was awesome also. Yes. Um, it doesn't seem like the Netflix villains are have been better than the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe to this point. I agree. I totally mean, agree. Like, what other, what other villains have even seemed significant? I can't. I can't think of one. But I guess in the retro devil's advocate argument of that, as where you have thirteen hours to flush out the villain, that's where you only have two hours of or two and a half hours of screen time, right? On the movie, yeah. But with that being said, you know, you got to keep villains alive in the movie. So that way maybe they show up in the sequel. Yeah. (laughs) But so I think so that's what makes me worried about Thanos, though, because he's been pimped and pimped and pimped. And then when he finally gets on screen, is he going to live up to the hype? Yeah. Or is it going to fall short? Well, that's where I'm hoping all this. What we're exactly what we're talking about changes. I'm hoping that Thanos really, he he, he needs to steal that movie. Yeah, because right. they haven't had. I mean, usually, like if you watch a, I mean, like the Joker. If you're if you watch DC stuff, you expect the Joker. Like the old DC movie, the old Batman movies, the Joker like uh, always stole the show, right? Right. Um, Marvel Agreed. hasn't had a character even come close to being able to do that. So I hope Thanos can. Well, see, and that's what I was saying is like, I think that Kingpin and Kilgrave, Purple Man stole the show. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and like, we'll transition to cage, I guess. Cause is that next on your list or did you have it higher? Oh, you had it higher, didn't you? No, but I'm putting it there now. Okay. I'm making a on the spot. I'm calling it audible. So, but what's, <laughs> your, what's your first though? What's your Jessica Jones rating? 
My Jessica Jones is number two. I know, but what's your ranking? Oh, my ranking on it? Yeah, you gave uh, 2.5 to Legion. Yeah. Um, Jessica Jones, to me, is like a solid four. Okay. Because of everything and everything included like uh the emotional stuff the suspense stuff and then david Tennant as a solid villain yeah um the different i mean there's some aspects of the marvel stuff that are alike like you can tell that the the formula is the same as to where other things change like you know in a netflix series we're gonna have a fight scene in a closed environment whether it's down the hallway or upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, but I think that really changed from Daredevil, say. So yeah. that's why I give it a 4 or 5. I gave it a 3.0 right in the middle. <laughs> that's not bad, though. No, it's not. It's not a if bad If we're Netflix, thing. that means you like it. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I liked it. But I'm trying to rank it with all this other stuff, and to me, it was it was it just kind of bottomed out compared to the other stuff. Okay, so sorry, I cut you off. What were you saying about Luke Cage? That's why I think Luke Cage fell short for me because I don't think the villain. For sure, and I, I know that people are going to disagree with me, Mm-mm. and but I know where you're going. It's a good point. I don't think the villain was as solid as. The villains from Daredevil, or or even Kilgrave from Jessica Jones, right? Maybe he's flushed out, yes, because you know we got his backstory, and you know there wasn't enough. Now, which villain are you talking about, though? Because there was three. Are you talking about Black Mariah, uh, Cottonmouth, or um, Diamondback? See. And the whole time, okay, I'll give you my answer, and then I'll ask you the question. Okay. Who, I thought, or I still think, even though I've watched these Netflix series twice, mm-hmm. each each season I've watched twice, Cottonmouth, to me, is the main villain. Even though Black Mariah and Diamondback are supposed to be. Yeah. Cottonmouth, to me, came across as the main villain. Right. No, I'm totally with you. I, well, I mean, he's not the main villain because he got killed, but he was the best villain for sure, in my opinion. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like I looked at him as the main threat. Right. As not the other two, even yeah. though they were supposed to be the main villains. Yeah. Diamondback, to be honest, I, I, I didn't even care for Black Mariah, I know they want her to be the main villain because of the comics, that she's sort of a core in the comics. Right. And she needs to kind of, she can't be killed off right at the beginning. But I felt like Cottonmouth really, as far as all the villains go, he's the one that really captured your your uh, attention. Right. Um, so when he kind of got, I do feel like that was sort of a lull in the show. Uh, that when he we got killed and what we were left with was Diamondback and Black Mariah was a little bit of a letdown. They, yeah. they didn't. They weren't at the same level as him. Because some of the best episodes were him and Luke. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Going back sure. and forth. Even like when he comes into the the barbershop and Luke's there the next 
because the night before he just came up to him, at, you know, in the VIP part of the thing. And they're just a little banner right there when Luke's sweeping the floor. Yeah. So if there was more of that, or if they made Cottonmouth like the main villain through the whole season one, and we got sprinkled in with Black Mariah like she was behind it all or whatever to lead the season two, I think it might have done better. Yeah. Or I would have ranked it better, I guess. Yeah. And he, uh, he, he's a great, great, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Mahershala Ali. Sounds good. <laughs> I butcher names all the time, so. Yeah, we all do. That's <laughs> Every podcast butchers names. Uh, but he's a great actor. Uh, now, they also had uh, the other guy, his sort of um, protege that was working with him that was a villain. But he got killed too, didn't he? Shades? Shades, yep. Yeah, and he, he and, and to be honest, he was better than Black Mariah and and Diamondback. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what oh, I'm yeah. saying. And and he was like, just I don't want to say a one-off villain or a sidekick or whatever, but yeah, I was more invested in those two characters than the character than the villains that they wanted me to be invested in. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point because I totally agree with you, and and it's making me sort of uh, uh, second guess my ranking <laughs> but what is your overall ranking of it well i gave it a, a 4.0 and and here's the thing like i love the sort of style that this had this the, the this like street level fighting and mm-hmm. uh like seeing bullets bounce off of a guy it was just awesome mm-hmm. um like whoever like you don't watch supergirl do you I sure don't. So she gets in. She has a bullet shot at her like every episode, and whoever directs Supergirl, I don't even know who it is, but they need to watch Luke Cage and like take notes because <laughs> when Supergirl takes a bullet, like it's just corny. She's all, <coughs> she's all like smiley and like, oh, now how we know how that's not going to work, but like when Luke Cage takes a bullet, like he's not playing around. Like he'll grab the gun and bend the barrel, and and then like the rest of the episode he's sporting a jacket with like bullet holes yeah yeah. i just thought that was extremely awesome yeah um but also like the 90s hip-hop soundtrack i thought was a perfect fit perfect and gave like the uh, the whole thing the perfect attitude that it needed right um so I, i i really enjoyed it but you make a compelling point about the uh the the villains well, I gave it a three. Hey, we didn't ask for Lockjaw's opinion. <laughs> Did I not hit mute in time? Um, I gave it a three. Just because of that. Yeah. The the villain part. But here but it had more slow episodes than it had good episodes for me i think yeah um but like you said i love the easter eggs that it had or the tie-in stuff that it had like right. the moments with claire because i mean oh yeah who doesn't like love claire right yeah claire really uh, this uh, this is the show where she had a lot of screen time and where right. you started to see okay she's going to be she's going to be the glue that holds the the defenders together the Netflix yeah. universe, Marvel universe, yeah. is going to be centered around her. Daredevil 
the first season, they had no idea how successful it was going to be. I remember reading about that, and they thought it might just be a, a sort of one-off show where they throw out an episode, a season, and that's it. They right, had yeah. no idea it was going to turn into this huge universe, street-level yeah. Marvel universe. Right. So you can tell by the point they get to Luke Cage, it's like, okay, we get it now what this is going to become. And we can start putting all these Easter eggs in because they didn't they didn't really exist that much prior to Luke Cage. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think and I think I mean, obviously Luke Cage is a part of Jessica Jones too and her story. But I think that's why how one of the reasons why we got him introduced into Jessica Jones too. Yeah. Because maybe Jessica Jones is gonna be a flop and not get a season two. Shield is our, our number two. Yes, you, Shield is definitely our number two. Now, do you think it deserves a number two rating? Um, in mine, I put it at number three. Yeah. Just I think, because I had a number three too. You had it at number three. I did. Because yeah. um, to me, I thought that Jessica Jones hit harder, and uh, the whole aspect of it as to where Shield has the issue that I have with Luke Cage. Right. <clears throat> like, the um, half of the first season, to me, was mediocre until that one episode where Winter Soldier right. came out in theaters, and then it tied in with S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And then, for Shield's, me, like... S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been a lot some, more connected to the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For and sure. to, to me, I wasn't too great on the Inhuman stuff. Right. See, I thought the Inhuman stuff was really cool. Well, I mean, I liked it. It, it was just it was just good television. It wasn't yeah must watch on live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I have no problem with Shield being number two in this list, based mm-hmm. on what's going on right now in this season. Yeah, because I think this season yeah, this, is is great, but yeah. based on like the first half of season one, I would have it dead last. So true. So I, yeah, I that's a I, good point. I gave this a four point um, If it was just like this this season, I pro- I might give it a even a five. Um, but the the this LMD story run for me has just been amazing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I totally agree with that. And but so you never know what you're going to get because the seasons like the first season started slow and the other seasons have sort of been kind of up and down. Um, so because of that, I'm bumping it down to a 4.0 because for all I know, uh, next season might be might not be this good if it you know continues the pace it's been on. Right. I'm giving it a three and a half, just because like some of the things it, it's had its good and bad moments and it seems like they've been equal as to where yeah like with Luke Cage or like with Legion there was to me there was more slow spots than there were good spots right you want to go to number 1 let's go to number 1 what started the whole <laughs> Netflix thing right where it all started Daredevil now here's a question Go for it. What's one A and what's one B? What's one A and what? Oh, we mean for season season wise because oh, this is the me. only one that that we've had two seasons of. So for me, 
season one of Daredevil was awesome. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is this is what I want to see more of, and they gave us more of it. Um, season two raised the bar even higher. Agreed, totally agreed. The Punisher was awesome. Yeah. Um, and ho- hopefully, rumor in any window is that they're going to do a Punisher series too. Yeah. So, oh man, there's there's so much they could do with this universe they've created. Yeah. Uh, John uh, Bernthal. So, do you yes. watch uh, The Walking Dead? Yes. And you, so you saw him in The Walking Dead. Yeah. And he was—I mean, he was awesome. It, yeah. This is, and, and that's why I think some like uh, uh, Maximus is going to be awesome in Inhumans because you've already sort of grown to like love or hate that character based on those previous roles and those other shows, and with. Uh, and with him, knowing, I mean, you already saw The Walking Dead, so you already knew he was kind of that, what kind of personality he had, and, and it just, it rolled perfectly into Punisher. When you, yep. see, when you see a familiar face in mm-hmm. a good show, it, it makes mm-hmm. it even better, in my opinion. Well, that and, you know, like, for example, like with Doctor Who, all the past Doctors, with, like, David Tennant, for example. Yeah. Man, I, um, I never could get into Doctor Who. <laughs> well, I, I know. Well, not everybody. Has, a lot of, but people, I'm just every, a lot of like, people love it, man. It's it's just one of those shows where I wanted to like it because so many people love it. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't get into it for some reason. Even the David Tennant series. I don't think I don't know if I saw him or not. Okay, I only watched a little bit of. I don't even remember now which 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 season I watched because there's been like. A thousand of them has there. Well, yeah, but I mean, since the relaunch in '05, because right. Eccleston did the first one, and then Tennant took over for two or three seasons, and then Matt Smith did, and then now we're on Peter Capaldi. But yeah, but my point is like stare, uh, like uh, uh, typecasting, right? <laughs> yeah. So like with John Bernthal, where we saw him in The Walking Dead of Shane where he's this crazy guy mm-hmm. or not maybe not crazy but at least has alternative motives that he thinks is right right so then when he got cast as Punisher we're like whoa we could totally see how that's gonna work yeah <clears throat> that's Definitely. to where and, and just like you said with Maximus getting cast you know we already seen what he did in Game of Thrones so it's kind of like Kind of like the same thing, you know. Definitely. Now, if it, there's always those curveballs, you know. But right, yeah. And uh, we already mentioned Wilson Fisk, but he was an awesome villain in Daredevil. Right. Um, well, and, and same same way though. That's like with Charlie Cox. You know, um, I don't know if you watched Boardwalk Empire or not. I did. Was he in that? Yeah. I mean, I watched it early on. Was he on it early? The first couple seasons, yeah, he, um, he was he was Owen. Ah, wow, yeah. So he was uh, what's her name's love interest. Yeah, in it. Wow, you're right. I so totally, like, totally see it now. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't make the connection, but so like his uh, his demeanor or personality, say in Boardwalk Empire, is kind of like. 
in Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, you know, one of the things I always loved about Daredevil as a character is that, like, the fact that he's he he's blind, it, it mm-hmm. forces the writer to always rely on other senses. So there's also all you know his, his the radar that he can sort of see things and like an enhanced uh, sense of of sound and, and he's all you know he's able to sense people coming by his sense of smell or or whatever. Right. Um, his other senses are super enhanced because he's blind. Right. Um, I love. I always enjoy reading that in the comics. Like it, it sort of it kind of stretches you a little bit intellectually. And I was mm-hmm. the first season they they sort of emphasized that also. Like I remember him being in a fight scene, and they emphasized like the sound of a chain right. smacking a, a a pole or something. Which you would right, never think yeah. anything about, but they emphasized it in that because he was blind, and uh, I felt like that tied really well into what I knew about the comics. Totally agree. Because, and even like, um, I don't know, uh, like the one of the best episodes was, uh, well, of course, you know, the what started it all was the whole hallway fight scene that everybody <laughs> the, the internet shut down because everybody was talking about it right no, <clears throat> but like, everybody has to redo it yeah and, right and every but like even like there he saw um maybe that's where the chain was i mean and then um like somebody like dragging the bat across the wall right even yeah. and then the vibrations sometimes right uh, as to where we actually get to see as him or unsee yeah. as him, rather. Yeah, because that's that's Daredevil to me. That to me, when I think of Daredevil, I think of him sitting on the top of a building in Hell's Kitchen, just listening out into the city, yep. listening to all the drama and everything that's going on, waiting for something to kind of tip him off. Right. Like the whole like uh, it's almost like sonar. Yep. Exactly. <clears throat> So uh, I'm giving it a solid 5.0 because it, it, it set the standard for these Netflix shows and then it mm-hmm. raised the bar. So everything I watch on Netflix, I'm comparing to Daredevil. So I have to give it a 5.0. Yep, yeah, I'm going to have to give it a 5.0 too. Cool. <laughs> because, well, I mean... We agree on one show out of five. <laughs> well, we agreed on two. Do we? Legion. Well, we were agreed yeah. on the well, number we didn't, one we didn't and have number the, five. Right, but we didn't have the same ranking. I think well, I, yeah, that's true. And I think I had Legion above Jessica Jones. So. Did you? Yeah. But I, I, I changed the order because I knew you had it so low. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm glad I can use my Legion power to... <laughs> Your super mutant powers. <laughs> <laughs> so next up... Soon we'll be talking about Iron Fist, and mm-hmm. I, I. So I guess the way it's going to happen is Iron Fist is coming out soon. Uh, yeah, in like two weeks, I think. Yeah, oh, really? Is it that soon? Mm-hmm. Iron Fist. It's this month, I think. Yeah, you're right. It's in March, March seventeenth. Yeah. And today's the first. Yep. And then we'll get Inhumans, and then Defenders. After that is what I think. I don't, we don't have a, a date for either one of those yet, but I'm assuming. Right. It'll go in that order, and I'm super. I'm really looking forward to Inhumans because of all this, all the the, the casting, and they're going to feature it. And 
IMAX, which I'm definitely going to be there. Hopefully, it's I guess if it's t- you know it's TV rating, so I can take my kids, or at least right. my older my older kid. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be there. You have to report on that. You're not going. Uh, I don't have an IMAX theater close to me. What? Like the closest one is in St. Louis or Kansas City, and that's like two and a half hours. What? Oh, you need to. You need to show your commitment and travel two and a half hours to see this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> cool, man. So you want to wrap it up? Sure. Uh, Vader going to wrap it up for us? Everybody, Everybody's missing Vader. Are they? Where's Vader been? <laughs> Everybody loves Vader. Everybody's supposed to hate Vader. I hate Vader because he talks trash on me. But. <laughs> oh, you hate me? Let me tell you something, Ronnie. The force is definitely not strong with you, my friend. <laughs> uh, what's our? What do they reach us at? You are at Jack Sutherland on the Twitter machine. I'm at Rombar three sixteen. The show is at Ultimate Marvel Pod. Email is Ultimate Marvel Podcast at Gmail. And don't forget the contest. Don't forget to leave us iTunes review or uh, follow us on Twitter and reach out to us. And you could win one of these awesome hardcovers. And we're going to make it to the end of this month. How about that? For the first one. Sounds good. Nice. Good talking to you, man. Until next time. Till next time.